Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Lodge 49. Welcome back to Streaming in Place. This is week 41, and as the bird of Hermes descends, uh, we will re-enter Lodge 49 through the front door, or perhaps a side door, or perhaps an emergency exit, but there's only one parachute. Uh, I am a literary genius, Alison Shoemaker, joined, as always, by uh, Kate Kulzik, a lady bitch who knows it's taco time, and <laughs> the shark bite that cured dud snake bite, Noel Kirkpatrick. How are you Thank guys you. doing? I'm feeling I very think. excited. I thought it was going to be the like the the globe with that's on fire. Is what I, was <laughs> I mean, we could have just gone with the opening, and yeah. I still would have been able to pull names from everybody. Yeah, no, that's true. Orbis is that the Orbis mascot? Well, maybe no, it was Janet. That's Janet's. Yeah, maybe it's Janet. Right. I, it's I'm Janet. pretty sure it's Janet. I'm really worried about Janet. <laughs> Uh, I mean, oh, we man. should clearly be worried about the state of affairs at that company since they're dealing with business-ending rat infest- infestations. That I'm not convinced that they didn't cause. But... <laughs> Ooh, that's interesting. Um, this is uh, Season 2, Episode 1, All Circles Vanish, uh, an episode that I've been excited to rewatch since we decided we were doing this show because the uh, the first two sequences are burned very vividly into my brain sure, yeah. for sheer oddity, but also, frankly, in the case of the second sequence, like bravura filmmaking, like really top-tier, um, excellent, excellent television filmmaking a beautiful blend of um, theatrical techniques and animation and lighting and all of these really cool effects that come together to make a sequence that's really cool. So, uh, so let's start with uh, six weeks ago and um, and our heroes apparently on board a crashing plane because uh, that seems like an important development. Yeah, complete with Paul Giamatti's author now given form. Yeah, it, it's like what a fun way to start the season. Um, I have no idea what we're going to say about this episode because I have no idea what happened. I'm fu- I like, obviously we know what happened. We watch it, but like, it's such a, like, this is the first part, but it's not a distinct chapter, right? This is not yeah. like a concrete, this is like, okay, the story has begun and it is happening. And, um, there's a plane and there's an on fire mascot and, and Dud is going to try to hold on to Ernie real hard as they jump out with one parachute. Um, and I was just assuming this is a dream. And then they do six weeks earlier. I was like, okay. Oh, 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 that's real. Oh, maybe it's a future dream or something. That makes more sense. But like also, what? But I love it. <laughs> what did you yeah. think, Noel? It's really delightful. Um, normally, I'm not a big fan of here's the thing and then we'll get to this um, types of openings. But in this instance, just because of the sheer surrealness of it, um, I'm all for it. I think that I'd be less keen on it if it hadn't been for the Orbis mascot being there. Like that mm-hmm. just adds that extra layer of, wait, what the hell happened? How You're wondering, you may be wondering how I got here. Um <laughs> And I'm really, I'm actually literally wondering it. Like, I mean, everything else about this show, I'm just like, kind of, yeah, no, I can totally get that they met up with this guy who writes these uh, John Le Carre, um novels that um, everyone seems to listen to. But 
why is the mascot there? Why is Janet there? I don't understand. Why is uh, Ernie in a, a, a Mexican cultural costume of some sort? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was about to say a matador outfit, but it is definitely not a matador no. outfit. Um, um, it just has it just has swirlies on it. That's the only and velvet. Mm-hmm. That was clearly velvet. Anyway, um, yeah. Why? Like, why? It seems like a very nice plane. Why is he carrying a typewriter? Where did they get the scrolls? What? Like, what on earth is going on? And then you think you're dropped back in reality, but are you? Well, and did did I see Doug holding like paper towels or toilet paper or something? Or were those the scrolls? Allison might not be able to answer this. Um, well, she may not be able to because Allison, have you seen where they get to to get to onto this plane? You know, I don't think so. The yeah. <laughs> um, season two of Lodge Forty Nine lives in the part of my brain uh, that is linked with TCA press tours, which okay. means that um, my memory of the four or five episodes that I watched that were available at the time uh, is extremely hazy. So there are moments I remember vividly, like Liz tackling um, an unhomed person in the park, like the jumping out of a plane, like the beautiful sequence that follows it, like Dud going into business. These things I remember very vividly. There are some other scenes like that that I know come in later episodes, but I just... And then you add on top that it all feels kind of like a fever dream. It's like, I have no idea. So I don't think so. Okay. It's that part of it is going to be new for me as well. Regardless, this is going to be a, it's going to be a fun bunch of episodes to revisit because I haven't seen them since those heady sleep deprived hours um, at the Television Critics Association press tour, which is also when I found out that Sonia Cassidy is British. Uh, which, if there's any, if there's any show where you're going to be disoriented by talking to a member of the cast, it's already this one. And then yeah. you add in she's talking in an act. I was like, oh my god, what the hell? This is wild. Anyway, um, yeah. So I'm I'm really curious about how they got there. I do want to complain about like one thing in the second thing with the dioramas because I love the diorama thing. I love all of it, but it's been like two weeks since he got bit by a shark, right? The, since the finale, his beard does not grow back that fast in two well, weeks. But he's not experiencing that, right? Isn't that Connie's dream? No, because he's got the beard for the rest of the episode. Oh, I see the beard because it was. A, I thought it was a different level of beard in that versus maybe it's not. Maybe I just made that up in my brain. I thought it was yeah. like more, like longer, maybe. or maybe I'm conflating the beard in the six weeks later. Maybe, maybe that's what it is. Anyways, I remember being like, "Oh, the beard is shorter now that we're in the hospital." Um. But yeah, so so like the okay, so was that Dud's like like antibiotic drug in like infused experience, or mm-hmm. was that Connie's dream? Yeah, Connie's dream. Connie's <laughs> listeners, uh, uh, Connie, we have our eyes, our hands up in front of our eyes, uh, pale man style um, for 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 that. Um, yeah, I have no idea, and I'm fascinated, and I can't wait to find out more, or not find out more, and just wonder about it. Yeah, that's sort of where I am as well of like, yeah, an answer would be cool. Do I really want one, though? No, not really. I'm okay with not knowing or the answer being they're somehow linked now Mm -hmm. um, because the True Lodge sent Dud. And now that Connie is somehow closer to the Lodge, they've they've become connected. Mm -hmm. I am... 
I love that read. <laughs> One of the things that I like so much about this episode is that a lot of it is open to interpretation in that way. Um, like you can look at just the rat infestation and is that um, some corporate, corporate like nefariousness, right? Or is it a plague? Is it yeah. like an He act really of wants God? to ride that. He really wants to ride that plague. <laughs> <laughs> when he comes out with um, the rats in his hands, it's very evocative of the pose that Blaze is holding and his stretch in the diorama in which he is still wearing sandals. It's just, uh, there's Ernie's outfit and like all of that. It's just very, he, because he's in a Navy uniform. Is that right? Uh, and you see the plane crashing in the background. It's just, there's a lot of that you can read into all of these little bits and none of them are right or wrong, which is a very large kind of mindset, right? Um, like this is the episode where I was like, I am fully on board with this vibe. And they've got me to a point where I'm very interested in the tonal shifts and the sort of like odd blend of the sincere and the ridiculous and the hyper stylized and the hyper realistic and um, the comedy and the drama and the, all of this stuff. Um, I'm already there for that. And then when you start throwing these, what does it all mean curveballs at me? And I'm just letting them sort of wash over me. That's very large. Like it's very, I'm in the right headspace, I think. Um, the short version of that is, Kate, I love the idea that this is maybe Con Connie's dream. Um, I had always read it as dud on pain meds, dud on those sweet antibiotics. Um, yeah, I read it the same way Kate did because of the editing. Because the editing, like, right? And the way yeah. that it turns. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But that, that nurse being like, being like, also, he's been on antibiotics for, like for the, two weeks. So ones. like, you know, that. <laughs> That could be part of why his infection is healed. Um, but I, I also love the subtext of like, yeah, if he just like, if we just had accessible health care for people in this country uh, and or he had money, his foot thing would have been taken care of like almost immediately after it happened. But that's not the reality that so many people experience. Yeah. I really like that as well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think to your point, Kate, about this feeling like just sort of a, an entity rather than a specific chapter. Um, or a self-contained chapter. Um, I agree, but I think the easiest thing to latch onto is Dud's story, right? Everybody else were getting extremely potent telling flashes. All of Liz's little scenes are, they're like nuclear strength, right? We don't get very much Ernie, but the Ernie we do get is like nuclear strength or Connie. Um, all of these people, it's the most intense version of the thing that we get from them, even if it's brief, I guess. Yeah. Even um, Scott falls yeah. into that trap. Yeah. Hyper-concentrated. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas Dud has like an actual, very interesting, very Lodge 49 arc, but a clear arc in a way that he doesn't always in the first season where it's, he, what happens to him is he meets this lawyer and law Dud. service provider. Law service <laughs> provider. Yeah. You can say that I am a lawyer. You can say that. Um, yeah. I am oh. an alumnus of Yale. <laughs> Yale. The great thing is that Noel is drinking and he hasn't even seen the episode. So <laughs> he just knows. Um, and at the same time, roughly, that this is happening, he's also frustrated in what's going on, frustrated about what's going on with both Ernie and Liz, and is dealing with the new um, pool party. <laughs> uh, oh, which, buoy. Buoy. Oh, my God. 
Um, what do you like about the job, Bowie? Bitches. She's like, no, gross. Yep. Uh-huh. Gross. Very gross. Why, why are you allowing this child out of the house, you two? Why? The perks such being deep that denial. Is the first time that Dud does something incredibly stupid and reckless where you're like, yes, yes. do that. Yeah. Please yeah. steal that shit. Because uh-huh. Dud just wants to clean pools. For the love of cleaning pools, that is his, his heart's true desire. And the good name of pool cleaning will not be muddied by the family behind pool party. Well, and I love that the uh, the guy, the, the I guess the muscle who works for the pawnbroker guy, uh, I don't remember the character name, uh, is just like, yeah, he's a dick. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah, well, because they said aloha to him yeah. in the donut shop earlier. Yeah. Man, if there's a, if you want to, if you want to turn all of your season regulars against the guest characters in in one simple scene just have them say well um boomy needs two spaces to park his truck and then maybe in the next scene for good measure throw in a an emerging neighborhood emerging (laughs) from what um because yeah they're just the worst aren't they yeah yeah Yeah, real bad terrible and uh his name is herman herman is Mm -hmm. the guy okay yeah 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 herman's the muscle yes which is a name because Bowie's not a name well, neither is corporate, but let's be real clear. Watch 49 sometimes plays fast and loose with these yeah, things. Yeah, but, but see, corporate <laughs> has a name. We just don't know what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They chose to name their child Bowie. Bowie. Or, or I mean, that's his nickname. But It's a solid gender-free name. No, it's not. Like. It's not a name. <laughs> Maybe not his name. name is like, like, Corey. And he was like, I'm not Corey anymore. Call me Bowie. Could be. That makes more sense. That tracks, too. Because those two, that th- those that couple does not seem the type to name their child something, you know, original. Yeah, oh. that's that's fair. No, I'm I gonna mean go. they are franchising pool party now in four locations. Yeah, so I think we know how to run a business. <laughs> Do you? Or are um, you just laundering a lot of money for Orbis somehow? Like, what's happening here? It's all connected, man. All circles vanish. How does this trace back to Cap'n, Captain? Because this does trace back to Captain somehow, which maybe is how we get to Ernie and his uh, new ink, uh, partially completed ink. I, I mean, I was at first, I was like, "What is going on with Ernie?" I trust this show, but I, I'm, you know, I'm with Dud very much. They keep us very with Dud um, by wanting more from Ernie and wanting to know what's going on and everything, and wanting him to get a break. Um, and then we get that reveal. What do y'all think happened with Cheech Marin? I mean, Sorry, stuff. El Confidente, yeah. He I must mean, be alive and well because he's getting, he's leaving voicemails. Yeah, you're getting voicemails from Cheech Marin, which, I mean, is never a good sign, I feel like. Um, unless you're Don Johnson and he's really excited about Nash, Na- Nash Bridges' reboot. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. I would watch that again, even though it wasn't a good show the first time. I watched it way it too much wasn't a good it show. When it wasn't a good show the first time. Um, yeah, I have no idea what happened and I'm okay with that. Like, it, like you said, this is very much like a larger tease to something else. And I'm okay with that. I was mostly, what I mostly appreciated was the scenes that we got with Dud and Ernie. Um, even if there weren't together, like that whole thing of Dud sitting on that golf bench with next to beer can, um, was just really great after the whole, I will always be here at this time on Tuesdays, 
no matter what. Um, and then he's not there. And just the fact that that hit real hard immediately, and as opposed to like a gradual buildup or deterioration of their relationship, it just immediately happens for us. Um, I think it's just great. Um, and that it just hits as hard as it does. But also then their confrontation outside of Ernie's house, where it's just like, yeah, I'm really upset with you, but also I will be here for you. Like whenever you need me, just call me. Okay. I'm, I've got three buses. It's fine. I'll do it. Whatever you need. And it's just like, oh, Doug, you sweet, sweet antibiotic infested man. (laughs) Because he, it's just so clear that something's not right you know mm-hmm. like if ernie was yeah. acting in a way that was like oh hey how's it going and it, then it would be like okay well some that he was you know this is weird i guess he's just blowing me off but that's he's very clearly dealing with something mm-hmm. and i mean it's also a good uh or, or i think a smart choice from the writers to keep us very with dud um for this episode, you know, cause there have been, certainly I know I, there have been times I'm not really enjoying him, enjoying the show, enjoying the, the, what we're getting from him, but like wouldn't want to spend any energy in, in my actual life on somebody like that. Um, but this episode, they make sure you're really with him, your team dud in that interaction. Um, and so it, instead of it, yes, he's upset. Yes. He's frustrated, but more than that, he's concerned. Mm-hmm. And um, they really nail that. I think. Yeah. I think, um, that's true of his scenes with Liz as well. And maybe this yeah. is a good transition to talking about Liz because the scene where he, I found it on this viewing and I watched it twice. Um, this sequence, when he wakes her up, I thought, God, I'm going to get a little, I find that scene profoundly moving in a way I don't totally understand much like Dud saying, Liz, I'm really proud of you. And her saying for what and him saying, I don't know. Um, there's something about it that's ju- that I just find really powerful. Um, and I think it comes down to Dud, despite the fact that he's not a particularly emotionally intelligent person and certainly not a particularly responsible adult, he somehow understands better than Liz does what it is that Liz is going through. Um, and when he says, you just had all of this great stuff inside of you and he didn't know what to do with all that great stuff, um, you can see how much it affects her and she clearly doesn't know what to do with it. And I think his inarticulate expression of what is going on with her is maybe the only way that you could actually really express it, mm-hmm. uh, which is fascinating to me. Um there are a lot, a lot of scenes that are like this in this episode where it's just like a, like an image of the thing rather than the thing itself or a feeling of the thing, the feeling of a memory without actually having a memory, as Connie says, mm-hmm. um, which I think is just really cool and how amazing to see um, a TV show that's as willing to do that without having the sort of... Um, like columns of prestige to hold it up as it tries something weird. Yeah. Uh, how great to see that happen. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, yeah, for what she says, like for surviving, for still being here, for still mm-hmm. like retaining who she is uh, to the extent that she has through circumstances that would have understandably and justifiably ground down and destroyed most people. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not <laughs> emotionally intelligent <laughs> enough to kind of throw that all together. 
Um, yeah. So he's like, you know, yeah, yeah, because you're, cause, right? Which is very, um, very dud and very, you know, like she wouldn't hear, like if he, if he was more articulate in that moment, she would just ignore it and it wouldn't mean anything. Like she wouldn't, she would dismiss it because she's still in such a self-loathing place. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually more, even though I'm sure he wishes he could articulate what he means more. Uh, what he actually says is way more effective <laughs> than if he had been able to like put it into, if you had, you know, channel Ernie's boss and like written a poem for her detailing all the ways that he's proud of her. Taking some poetry classes. I see poetry everywhere now. I'm jazzed like, on the English language in a whole new way. God, that man is so good. Um, <laughs> I don't really have anything to add to that discussion except for the fact that the way that the show then makes that awkwardness, that clumsiness physical by his inability to close the door. Yeah. And just the ways in which he just like, he can't make the point and he can't get out after making the point, but it provides a little bit of slapstick at the same time, which I find really delightful as well, because the show does really good physical comedy stuff consistently. Um, I mean, it's not Liz running into a mirror and then <laughs> turning around and falling through her table, which is top tier, just top tier, God tier levels of pratfalls. Um, but it's still really, really good. But I also really like that it leads into two other really great Liz scenes. One with her scene with Ross, where just her look of confusion at being told that Dud's one of their best of like, excuse me? Um, (laughs) What? Um, But also just Ross being just beautiful and very sweet. But then also her job with Dr. um, (laughs) Bronson Pinchot. (laughs) Do you know how to shred things? All of this. It's just like, woof, what weird, weird shared office space have you wandered into? Because I have so many questions. Just so many questions. There's not even a shredder in that office. (laughs) She's just going to do it by hand? They're just going to give her some scissors? (laughs) (laughs) A paper cutter? Yeah. Just again and again. (laughs) Oh, Liz. Um... I have a I have a PhD in accounting. That's not a thing. It's, you can't get a PhD in accounting. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe it seemed maybe like she got kind of a meet cute. I, I I have no other memory of that dude that she met in the lobby. So mm-hmm. perhaps that's it, or maybe it's a meet cute. You never really know with this show. But Liz could use a love interest who has a name and everything. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So what else haven't we talked about? Connie. Connie. Oh, Connie and her blindfold. <laughs> um, so where do we think Connie is headed? Clearly to like Miranda. the inner sanctum of some kind, right? Yeah. But what, what do we think is going on there? Well, which I think means that we get to see it. So I'm very excited. I will be watching this episode immediately after we finish recording because I want to know and or see <laughs> more but I'm her, worried about um, her health. I'm worried about where she's at. Yeah. Yeah. Her gulping from that jug manages to be both very funny and really upsetting at the same time. Yeah. It's the Lodge 49 special. That's hilariously unsettling. I don't like it. That's what the hell does he does he say? I wrote it down. I was thinking about using it for one of your names. That's gloomy. I don't like it. <laughs> that's me. That's, that's this um, But I do like it because it's a good show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, 
So what do we think is going on with her? Is she is her her condition we know very little about worsening? Mm -hmm. Is this that she's sort of working through an alcoholic stupor? Is she about to be had? What is going on? I have no idea. And I love yeah, it. I don't no? I don't know either. Um, I'm the only thing I am sure of is that I am sure that she's glad that her her own bar tab is probably going to get covered by Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the lodge is in trouble. Yeah. Um, no, I don't really know what's going on with Connie. And I'm okay with like I said earlier, I'm kind of okay with that. Um, if we were watching this show week to week, this would definitely be something in which I don't want anything spoiled. Um, because the joy of discovery and the joy of having just symbolism and metaphors and allegory wash over you, um, and then trying to pick it apart, but not in a way that feels like you're trying to solve a narrative puzzle box, just in a way of you're trying to figure out an interpretation of this for yourself, I think is really deeply rewarding. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Well, is there anything else that we should touch on with All Circles Vanish before I give you the title of the next episode? Uh, Jocelyn, looking good. Yeah. Jocelyn, Jocelyn, he's really fitting into that SoCal life. Yeah, I mean, just really embracing it and also being like, I mean, I'm not in charge, but I do need to sign off on anything that you decide to do. You're definitely um, in charge. <laughs> just make sure yeah. you run everything past me. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you think Scott's going to last as that protector? <sighs> I do not remember, but I think not long. It can't be long. I mean, calling in the bar tabs is like, you you, you could tell he didn't want to do that. Mm -hmm. But also, like, I got on, I, my partner and I got into discussion about this. I was just like, why? They shouldn't have allowed their bar tabs to get really high anyway. That's like just bad business, no matter how cheap the beers are at this place. Um, but I mean, you should be collecting monthly. At the very least, you should be collecting your tabs monthly. Um, so I'm re I'm, I'm really wondering how many of them have like Norm Peterson level bar tabs. <laughs> it's just a big book. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, when I worked at the Eugene O'Neill theater center in Connecticut, um, they had on the <laughs> campus, which was, which was a, the Eugene O'Neill's farm house from when he was a boy, like right on the ocean. So it was the secluded property. And so they had a little tavern on the campus um and anybody who worked there could just have a bar tab all summer and my lord um <laughs> and that was just i mean granted i was 22 sure but that was like three months yeah it's like oh uh, whoops <laughs> yeah exactly this is why they do that okay <laughs> it doesn't seem super responsible um my only other thing is that allison it's about time that we acknowledge that we've kissed like just <laughs> our lips touched our though. lips touched <laughs> <laughs> oh bless his heart i do not remember Johnny. how much we see the gang from shamrocks moving forward um but i assume we do if only because they're in the diorama Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they have to keep coming back. I mean, he's Jeremy's at um, Tempjoy now. So mm -hmm. he's like going to find work. Um, my partner, and I were both the reason part of the reason why I think that it's kind of shady that the Shamrocks suddenly got a rat, rat infestation is that he would have been transferred somewhere else within a Shamrocks. Mm -hmm. um, not maybe not the rest of the employees, but a manager almost certainly would have been transferred to another Shamrocks. And it's kind of weird that he wasn't. Yeah. So, you know, I really like the fake out 
that they do in that in the rat infestation scene because you think that the bad news is going to be yes a firing right yeah. and instead it's like i couldn't get anybody raises i'm so sorry and yeah. it's just you're like oh okay nope rats everywhere rats. everyone's yeah. out of a job <laughs> just it's a good fake out it's it's really good and the reveal when they open the door <laughs> is really it's something else yeah chaos let chaos reign mm-hmm. kate anything else no i'm ready for the next title great uh immediately after we record this podcast kate will be watching season two episode two the slide slide so okay so is this the shoots and ladders which by the way what a lovely and uh-huh. telling and interesting little speech we got there um yeah. I, I, I like i'm connected this immediately to the shoots and ladders thing um but it also could be a literal slide um let me see if it was a literal slide it would have to do with uh the new <laughs> The new pool business, I'm assuming, for Dud. Uh, it's like, it's like, um, do you hear the people sing? It's that kind of moment. Yeah. Good for you, the Dud. St- Finally. This, this strip mall is going to make barricades out of pool parties, pool supplies. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or, or they're going to sell them all to Bert and make Bert, make them buy it back from Bert. Oh, At just Bert. an exorbitant rate. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, um, and hopefully we meet Miranda. Great. No. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I think a slide I'm hoping will tie into something that happens with El Confidente and Ernie mm-hmm. um, is my guess of, like, a slide. Mm-hmm. Um, but a slide also goes down, so I'm also worried about bad things happening to a couple of people uh, on a downward trajectory. Sure, it's all fun, and then you land in a mud puddle. Mm-hmm. So it, this is my favorite kind of title because it is both evocative and vague. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? A lot like all circles vanish. Yeah. It's like a next week on Mad Men preview. I don't no. know what any of this is. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, well, that is going to do it for uh, week. What, week one. Week 41. Uh, day one. Lodge 49, Season 2, Episode 1, All Circles Vanish. We will be back on Wednesday with no. the... Sl- Monday is Wednesday. On Monday? Mm-hmm. We- what is time? We will be back on Monday with the slide. And hey, then it's going to be 2021. Yay! And everything will be okay. Everything will be <laughs> oh totally God. different and not exactly the same. <laughs> Do you hear the people sing? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye. Happy New Year, everybody. Bye. Happy New Year.